Hello, everybody. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, the first episode of the year, but it's still episode 74 because I'm not going to make it confusing. I'm just going to keep numbering the episodes and we'll establish it by season. So it's going to be a long season, 365 days, but the good news is you'll never have a off season. You'll never have time to wait for the next episode to come out. Well, unless it's the weekend or sometimes I do weekend shows. It just depends. But the point is, it's episode one of the new year, 2021. It's weird. It doesn't roll off the tongue very well yet. And typing it is a little confusing while saving my images. But I do want to show you one thing before we get started. The new cover. You know Hayden had my announcement cover, and I thought that was fantastic. And I am going to use that on a few of my different uh, channels. But this officially is the, the new cover and the new brand. Spent a little bit of time doing it today. I hope you like it. This will be for Instagram I also have one for all of my podcasts and then a new one for the YouTube channel and Facebook. So I hope you like it. I think it's uh, it's it's definitely got a lot of information in there. So if you can guess all of them, T-shirts will be coming soon and I'll get you a free T-shirt if you're the first one to guess every single little tiny subtle thing in the background. But uh, I'll put it up on the site and you can let me know. We will have T-shirts and hats soon. I'm working with a couple of companies to get that done. And uh, tonight, what are we going to talk about? Well, it's going to be an interesting one. We're going to talk about my hometown and a couple of them. My current hometown, also my hometown in Ventura, California. A restaurant was closed, and it was a Greek restaurant, which I love Greek food. Um, fantastic. I, I think Greek food is the best. And it was closed for a couple of reasons, and I'm sure COVID was was one of the big ones. We're also going to talk about the defense bill which I think a few people had questions about last night. So I decided to go into that. That's HR 6395 and talk a little bit about that. And then also there was a, there is, excuse me, a local distillery, Catoctin. Catoctin is what it's called. And it makes amazing spirits and, and, and whiskey, I believe is what they make, but they, couldn't make it when they were shut down for COVID and they started doing hand sanitizer as a lot of distilleries did. And there is an interesting story about that. So we get a little bit of local news and a little bit on Capitol Hill. I guess it's all local, all three pieces tonight. So we will get started with that. First, we want to talk about a little bit of a story. We always do a story before we get going. A lettuce farm that was busted by the FDA uh, for suspicion of combining human DNA and plant DNA to create a new protein hybrid was recently busted. It's interesting. Uh, when they dug up the grounds, they found human romains. got a little bit of smoke getting through here. It's not smoke, it's vape, but it doesn't really matter. The point is is that we have some lighting effects. Matt, this is this this is lighting effects, Matt. I'm not talking to myself. I'm not doing the third person. Hey Matt, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. What are we talking about tonight? Well, Matt, let me tell you. You're on Don't Unfriend Me. That's great, Matt. What do we talk about? 
I could do the whole show in third person, folks, but then people would probably send me the loony bin. My name is Matt, and this is Don't Unfriend Me, and welcome. If you are looking just to follow us and you just walked into this, you are officially a dummy. If you watch for one minute, you're immediately called a dummy, and that is the Don't Unfriend Me's. Dave Portnoy has the stoolies. We're the dummies. It kind of happened by accident. Join us on Facebook, and you can talk to the other dummies as well. You can also hit us up on Instagram and YouTube, where I have all my high-definition video and where ultimately my channel remains in all the seasons. Facebook is the largest channel, though, if you want to interact with other people. Thank you so much for coming down. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And what we're going to talk about tonight, well, we already talked about it a little bit, so let's get right into it. This defense bill uh, is interesting. Now, there's a couple things that we should know about this defense bill. First of all, Congress has not... First of all, let, let's go back a little bit. Defense bills are usually placed at the end of the year uh, or at the beginning of the year, either way, and they are voted on to fund the military. And then there is the overall spending bill, then there's the defense. And the defense is large in its own right. And for the last 60 years, there's been a bipartisan effort for both sides of the aisle to go ahead and agree that our soldiers and men and women of the armed forces, airmen, coast guardsmen, sailors, marines, etc., etc., should be paid and continue to be funded along with the defense contractors. And this shouldn't change necessarily this time around, and I didn't expect it to. But to be honest with you, and all the hustle and bustle of everything else going on this year with the election, I really didn't pay attention to the defense bill until Jay uh, called me out last night on it about New Year's Eve, and I really couldn't answer any of the questions. So I dove into it. There was two major bones of contention that I had. The first one was the renaming of military bases. It's interesting. Um, a lot of the military bases, especially down south and in the Army, uh, whether you're talking about Benning or Bragg, et cetera, et cetera, are named after Civil War Southern generals. And people are, have bones of contention with this. And really, here's my opinion, is I am no longer at any of those bases, and I don't have a place in my heart to worry about it. Um, and I really never cared about the name of the base. It was more about the memories of what the base offered and the training that went on there and the people who I was with you will find that other people absolutely tied to the name of Bragg or Benning or any of the bases and that they believe that the name is inherent with the memories that they have and don't want to see it go away. I, I will say this. I, I, I believe that the rebel flag should have been taken down um, and should not be represented or flown over any state capital. Why? Because the Southern Army was, the, was a losing army and the North won. We have one flag, and I understand where people feel that there's history there, but the last state in the union has taken that flag down, and, and ultimately, you can put whatever you want on a bumper sticker or what you fly in your house, but as a government or a military, in my opinion, it, it really has no bearing there. Now, renaming of bases and high schools and all of that, I think, is completely stupid, and I, I think it is dumb to whitewash our history, and... People say our history is already whitewashed. But the point is, is erasing history is an effort in futility. It does no good. It does nothing for anyone. And ultimately, it just creates the old adage that what is past is prologue. And we're doomed to repeat what we already did when we forget our history. But here's the thing, is do I want to hold up funding for armed forces? Do I want to hold up funding for our defenses? Do I want to hold up funding for anything that has to do with national defense? And the answer is no. I believe that the government wastes a lot of money. 
However, I do believe that the money put into the defense bills are important and it continues to create prosperity and peace on our on our soil. So at no point do I think it should be turned down. And even though Donald Trump vetoed it for his reasons, we can talk a little bit about what and why and how. Trump vetoed this, uh, the annual defense measure, in part because he wanted to attach an unrelated provision to eliminate Section 230, which I agree with. And I wish somehow the Republicans would have put this piece of legislation on the floor to be voted on of the Communication Decency Act, which protects technology companies from liability for most content published by their users. He cited Section 230 in Saturday's Twitter post saying it gives unlimited power to big tech companies. And it does because these big companies, big tech companies get kickbacks and dollars given back to them in tax breaks because they are not necessarily a publisher. They're not a content publisher. They are a content provider like Comcast and like others. They don't they can't be held accountable for the content broadcasted on their network as long as the FCC approves it. And anything that's on Facebook that's approved by a regular user like you and me is protected under the Second Amendment unless it breaks community standards. But those standards are set by Facebook and not the government, and it certainly doesn't impact their tax status. What Donald Trump is saying is that they have to stop hiding behind that because if they're going to censor and stop people from posting things, then they now are a content creator. And that changes things dramatically, and they should be held accountable for what they stop or what they do not. And I agree with that 120%. I believe companies shouldn't be protected. I don't believe companies should be treated as human beings. I don't believe they should be able to file for taxes as a person rather than a company. But alas, I didn't vote on that. And that is the law. And that's the way it is. But I do believe it needs to change. And I don't believe we need to hold up the defense bill in order to make that happen. What we should have done was when the presidency, the House, kept the Senate. But unfortunately, we don't know where that's at, especially with Georgia literally holding the balance of our country in its hands. Given unlimited power to big temp companies, Trump also took issue with the bill because it contains a provision for renaming military installations that honor Confederate generals. I don't think it honors Confederate generals. I think it's named after Confederate generals, and it is what it is. And in, the, in his veto message, Trump called the bill a gift to China and Russia without clearly articulating his reasoning. And I couldn't find out any reasoning as well. There will be funding for F-35s. There will be funding for certain defense systems. And yes, we do sell those weapon systems overseas and some of those actual jets overseas, but certainly not to China and Russia. And if Trump doesn't like that, then Trump shouldn't started selling F-35s to our allies, which he did and was approved by Congress. So I'm not sure what he's saying there, but ultimately this was voted down and struck down massively. The uh, defense bill HR 6395 is considered a must-pass legislation because it authorizes not only billions of dollars for weapon systems, but also benefits for U.S. troops. We already covered that. The measure would increase hazardous duty pay from 275 from 250 per month. And I will tell you that's not a large amount, but I will tell you hazardous duty pay, dive pay, jump pay, all of that adds up and over time you can make a, a decent amount of money. And that's anything that gives our troops more money. I'm okay with. It's a point of bipartisan pride for members of the House and Senate Armed Services Committees that the annual defense policy bill has now been enacted without fail for 60 consecutive years. It's tradition. 
And I didn't think this veto would last when I heard about it last night, but I wanted to dive in and give it its due. So the answer to the question to Jay is no, I don't think that the veto will stand and it will most assuredly pass, which it did. And I don't think it's that bad of a thing. The renaming of the bases, it's a three-year study. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be turned over right away. So I hope that makes you sleep at night. Let's go into <sighs> Catoctin Creek. <clears throat> this is a local distillery. I talked about it earlier. And they make 100% rye whiskey, which there's nothing better on the planet. But it's interesting. All these distilleries across the United States did something during COVID. They realized that they were all going to go out of money, that their distilleries were no longer open and they couldn't serve food. They couldn't serve their alcohol. They couldn't have people on the patio playing games. And that was a large part of their revenue. So they decided to do something else, which was kind and amazing, which was starting to make hand sanitizer as we were sold out everywhere because all the idiot Karens decided to buy all the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer for themselves because they were going to get a case of diarrhea, it seemed, and then be unable to wash their hands with soap. So they used hand sanitizer. But unfortunately, they kind of put the cart before the horse because hand sanitizer sold out before soap and then soap sold out because nobody had hand sanitizer. Disgusting people, you should wash your hands and hand sanitizer is an emergency source. It shouldn't be used predominantly to wash your hands. That's gross. Anyway, whatever. The whole point is that these companies did amazing things and these small businesses won many awards. And then how do we repay them? We shut them down indefinitely with no facts that shutting them down actually does a bit of good. We allow people to go into grocery stores. We allow liquor stores to stay open, but we don't allow the distilleries that make the liquor to stay open. We don't allow them to go to church, but we allow them to go to football games, especially people in New York who decide to shut down everything. But when he wants to go to a Buffalo Bills football game, reopen it and say, it's okay because it's outside. Well, so are most distilleries. It doesn't make sense and neither does Como. And I hope one day this guy gets out of office because not only does he kill seniors indiscriminately, he makes no damn sense. What ticks me off is that this is in my hometown of Percival, Virginia, we will absolutely get to this in just one second, and I. this is all over our forums, it's all over my community group, and I want to give this company a nod, because not only are they heroes and amazing Americans, what the government's doing to them is absolute crap, and they are too noble to say so, but I'm not. This week, just as it seemed they made it through the worst part of a terrible year as we're moving into 2021, these amazing small businesses received a special gift from the Food and Drug Administration. And is there anything more terrifying than hearing the FDA and then hearing a knock on the door? The surprise was the agency delivered notices to distilleries that they had produced hand sanitizer in the early days of the pandemic and that they now owe an unexpected fee to the government for more than $14,000. Let me repeat that. By making hand sanitizer, by keeping this disease in check or this virus in check, they were punished and had to pay $14,000 after they were labeled heroes and won such awards. I'm going to name two of them right now. But first, I was in the literal disbelief when I read it yesterday, says Aaron Berg, president and distiller at Cowwise Spirits in Paso Robles, California, hometown of my father. 
I had to confirm with my attorney this morning that it's true. The surprise fee caught distillers completely off guard, throwing the already suffering industry into confusion. Not only did you not warn them, not only did you not go ahead and make this open topic, FDA, you decided to slip it underneath their door and run and tuck tail before even doing anything other than an explanation, except for, you owe us $14,000. Are you sure you're not the IRS? Even the FDA needlessly complicated things, as they always do, imposing additional requirements on top of guidelines published by the World Health Organization, another agency that should just be obliterated from the planet. For emergency production, the FDA mandate that all alcohol use enhanced sanitizer first be denatured, rendering it undrinkable. Because the stupid millennials drank it. Oh, my God. Created a bottleneck that raised costs for distillers and slowed down production. And at that point, anything would have done. Gasoline, turpentine, whatever we had, ether. I don't care. Whatever we could have done to wash our hands would have worked. But the FDA did what they always do and had to put their regulations on everything and make it as safe as possible. Because a stupid few Tide Pod-eating idiot millennials would have drank the damn stuff. And I say good, more power to them. In fact, distillers, if you have the opportunity to do this ever again, please throw out a few bottles that are drinkable so these idiots wipe off the planet as well with the WHO and the FDA. I'm not happy. Under the revised law, distillers that produce sanitizer have been classified as an over-the-counter drug monograph facility. The CARES Act also enacted users' fees on these facilities to fund the FDA's regulatory activities. So essentially, it's a tax. Another tax from the United States of America. Holy moly, who would have thunk it? For small distillers, that means ending the year with a surprise bill of $14,000 on February 11th. No good deed goes unpunished in America, folks. And Catoctin, which is a local distillery which i've already mentioned they won a they won three big awards at the small business awards um Catoctin Creek Distillery was formally recognized in three categories at the Loudons Chamber Small Business Awards on Friday, November 13th, following a year that saw the Percival company expand its market overseas into the UK given to the British while pivoting to help tackle the COVID-19 pandemic at home. And this is what the FDA did. Now, this was all over the pages. I was reading over this in the the Loudoun County uh, group that I'm in, also the Round Hill Community Group, and people are upset and they're frustrated. What's amazing about Catoctin is that they didn't go ahead and say and cry and whine and flame the FDA like I am because they're bigger than me and a lot more mature. But I will say that the FDA are a bunch of scumbags. And to do that to a company that literally is hanging by hanging by a thread and throw a $14,000 imposition on them, and which is a tax to fund your stupid regulatory committee, and you should be getting that with the taxes that we pay and the freaking trillion-dollar budgets that we pass that goes overseas to countries that we've never even heard of or can spell. Instead of taxing the people who are trying to help the communities and help us grow. But once again, the FDA can't find their ass with two hands and a flashlight. Small bit. This is their answer. This is them. And and I want to be clear. The $14,000 has been waved off. But it's not an admission of guilt. It's not an admission of what they did. It's not an admission that they scared the bejesus out of people. They're just saying, oh, well, we're going to give you a buy your leave and a pass. Congratulations. Well, you know what? This is unacceptable. Here's the answer from the FDA fat cat asshat. 
Small businesses who stepped up to fight COVID-19 should be applauded by their government. Yeah, they should be. Not taxed for doing so, said Brian Harrison, HHS chief of staff, in a statement Thursday. And I'm not coming after this guy. I'm just saying this whole statement is stupid as well. I am pleased to announce we have directed FDA to cease enforcement of these arbitrary surprise user fees. Happy New Year, Distillery, and cheers to you for helping keep us safe. You know what I say to that? Screw you and the horse you came in on. You're about as fake as your frickin' money that you print every single day to justify your horrible fat pork barrel politics. All of you should be held accountable, and every senator, state legislature, mayor, gubernational, city councilman should come out here to Percival and pucker up and kiss the ass of this company and every other distillery in America that saved your bacon because you were unprepared, even though you had intel for over 10 years from every medical industry in the world saying that a virus like this could literally cripple the world and you did nothing. So don't sit here and play grab ass that people deserve applause and should be recognized when the only reason you said that was so you could garnish votes and sympathy for the mistake that you made. Politicians, you make me sick. And great for this company for not saying anything other than it was a surprise. Well, here's a surprise for you. One of these days, Americans are going to go ahead and cash in that check that you keep cashing against us against our spirit and our patriotism. And what are you going to do when we turn around and direct it on you and ask you to pay the taxes that you've been stealing from us? It's horrible, it's reprehensible, and it's abhorrent. And every one of you politicians should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. It's not going to get any better, folks, as I am fired up. Ventura County, California, where I spent 18 years of my life in Ventura, I love Greek food. My yaya and papu came over here from Greece. That is my grandmother and my grandfather. Great. And my grandma Jenny and Grammy, grandma Randall lived with my yaya and papu, and they taught us everything about great Greek food. I love Greek food. It's amazing. The Daily Caller obtained this video I'm about to show you, and this young man is absolutely pissed off as I am right now, completely frustrated beyond reproach. And there's a reason why. Because the health inspectors are coming in all over the country and they are fining people and saying they are breaking the law when there is no law in place. These businesses are pushing the boundaries to do whatever they can to get around what they are doing and circumventing these stupid orders that are not enforceable by the law and they have no fines attached to them and they are not clearly stated or voted on. Yet they're imposing their will and making them up as they go along because California is a communist state and Gavin Newsom is the absolute clown behind all of this. I want you to watch this. And what this gentleman did is that he said he he could not serve outside on the patio, but he put his tables out there and allowed people to do takeout, which was legal. They then sat down. That's not his choice. He did not seat them. He went around the rules, and good for him for pushing every boundary because there are no rules. These are orders. They are not laws, and he is not breaking a law. He gets hot, and he has every reason to, and I back him up 120%. Now send me a freaking euro. I followed the rules. I continue to follow the rules, and you guys still, time after time, are giving me citations, telling me I have to close my business. What about my employees? I ain't following the rules. My tables are inside. Just because the health department has a whole process to go through that takes however long that takes, 
I have to close my business for that time? Who's gonna, are you gonna pay my rent? Are you gonna pay my rent? I chose to protest by putting my tables outside and I reiterate again, I never served one single person outside. I did all takeout food and delivery to what exactly I was supposed to be doing. That's exactly what I did. I did not break any, and there's not even a law, I did not break any rule. There, there is a law that you're breaking right now by operating without a permit. I, because you guys Put this closure on my restaurant. Right, right. You, so you you guys yourselves are creating your own rule. And you're giving my citation for your own rule that's created. It's not by law that you cannot sit outside and eat. That's not law. That's what it's an order that was given. Okay. So you cannot give me a closure citation based on that. It's already been ordered. I'm not issuing a closure. I'm saying you, are you, what do you mean you're issuing a closure? You guys close me. You're not asking to close me. I'm not issuing the, the, the closure. The, the restaurant is already closed. The permit has been suspended. However, your refusal to close warrants a Because what am I going to do if I close? Are you going to pay my rent? No, no. All we need okay, to do so if you're not going to pay my rent, I'm not closing. We need to reopen. If you're not going to pay my I told you already. We could have reopened today. We could be open right now. Because he made a mistake, that was on me. He made a mistake and reported on my phone what he said. Yes, he did. He told me if I put it in writing to him on an email that I will follow the rules and I will not put my tables for outside down. The DMV comes to your restaurant now. Folks, this is ridiculous. I, mean, I forgot my bottom ticker, so here it is. Don't unfriend me. Join the site. This needs to stop. This is oppression. These restaurants aren't doing anything. They're not doing more than the airlines, which literally stuffs hundreds of people in a small plane, throws a mask on that isn't even shown to work. Can we stop? Listen, I know everyone has become a pathogen expert and, and chemists and doctors because they stayed on Facebook and read a couple articles. There is absolute dissenting opinion that masks work. There's dissenting opinions that lockdowns work. There's dissenting opinions that this actual vaccine is going to work. Dr. Fauci said it was going to be 70%. Now he's saying 90% of the people need to get it. 90% of the people won't get it. 70% of the people won't get it. This virus, whether you know or not, is now mutating into a more toxic version of itself. And it certainly doesn't kill quicker, but it's easier to catch. We have to face this sometime. It's time to stop hiding. We can't keep doing this. Our businesses are going to close forever. I don't understand why there's so much support for shutdown. I don't understand why there's so much support for this tyrannical rule. This man certainly pushed the boundaries, but that doesn't mean he did anything wrong. They are shutting us down. Why? Because they're scared and they don't know what's happening. This is why we have so many different stories and so many different policies. And from one day to the next, it changes and nobody can keep up. We understand it's a living, breathing thing. And so are these policies. And we don't know everything about this virus. So therefore, these knee-jerk reactions without any proof, without any statistics, is simply asinine. 
And you cannot shut down and take away somebody's permit without due process. Unless he's breaking a law. Unless there's repeated offenses. But to simply say, we're not writing you a citation. And then say, your business is closed and you don't have a permit. Based on what? Based upon a complaint? Where's the proof? They have to have the burden of proof, not the owner. The owner is stating that there was a mistake. The lady says there wasn't. Well, what is her proof? He has a video and a recording of the phone call. He simply stated, I put my tables outside. And I didn't serve anybody. I simply did takeout orders and they sat there. Did he stretch the rules? Yes. Does that deserve to be closed down? No. But the man says you're not closed down. And then in the next breath, he says you are because we've revoked your permit. But it's not because of a citation. It's semantics. It's escalation. It's two people who are argumentative and defensive. And if they just showed a little bit of compassion and explained it simply, maybe, just maybe, he would try to understand But that's not what happens. You walk in with your badges, with your Gestapo rule, and you talk to people in a condescending tone. And you affirm their beliefs that you are a complete sanctimonious jerk-off. Something needs to change. People are hurting to a point where they don't want to live. Their legacy is being destroyed in front of them, and they don't know how they're going to survive. I'm one of them. And a lot of us are just scared, and this stuff doesn't help. This restaurant is a staple in the community. It's been there for a while. It should be treated with respect. And if they are following the policies, then you should leave them alone. And if they're not following the policies, then why aren't they? And maybe we should ask a question. Maybe we should invite them to city council and find out what these laws are doing to small business owners. But one of these days, I've said it before, we're going to get sick and tired of this. And we're going to hold the people responsible who are truly destroying America. And it's not some crazy virus. It's the politicians. And yes, this virus is dangerous. So is TB. So is the common cold. So is flu type A and B. And yes, our senior citizens may die from this, but they may die from anything, anywhere, at any time, going outside or getting in a car wreck. We still have to take precautions. But this is something we're going to have to face. It's not going away. There's never been a cure for a virus. I said it a year ago. I said it three months ago. And it's not going to be cured now. This isn't polio. This is a contagious pathogen, and it's aggressive. And every time we try to kill it, it will mutate into something else. That is what viruses do. And the only thing we can do is use the best defense we can against it, which is our bodies. Folks, that's all I have tonight. I appreciate you staying with me. Thank you for listening. Get a little, it got a little frustrating tonight because I'm a little bit tired of this crap. I'm tired of people making up things in an effort to try to solve a problem that can't be solved with irrationality and knee-jerk reactions. It takes science, it takes time, and most of all, it takes explaining to the people who are ultimately going to deny or affirm whatever action you take. And right now, we're sick of what you're telling us, and we're not taking it anymore. Folks, please join me every day, every night. I am here all the time. I would love for you to do that. Please subscribe, like, follow, share, do all of those things. 
And make sure you leave some comments and notes in the section. If you liked the show tonight, let me know what you liked. If you didn't like it, you can also tell me that. I won't cry too hard. And we will leave the show like we started. And I didn't do the veteran focus tonight because tomorrow's episode will be dedicated to a Medal of Honor winner where you actually get to see the person earning the Medal of Honor on video. First time it's ever happened. And it is an emotional ride. And I will take you down it tomorrow. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1, please, for me, do me a favor. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is too many. We need your help. Please reach out to a veteran. If they just haven't talked to you in a while, if maybe they seem down the last time, these are signs that something's wrong and they need help. The VCL will help them. You can go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, and you'll be connected to a Skype call for free. If you can't make that call with that veteran, please reach out to me and I will make it with you. Folks, thank you so much. My name is Matt. This is Don't Unfriend Me, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverbnation.com slash still point <laughs>